0: A producer in Radio Ulster told me once he'd been down in Kerry, and uh, like a decent man was in having a, a jar in a local pub when the Walton programme came on, and they were all listening and all enjoying it. And uh, he finished when it was finished. He said, uh, "When well, I he said, uh, you all enjoyed that. Oh uh, Have you any idea what Liam McGuire looks like?" and what age he is. This is only two years ago. And uh, the general opinion was that I was about six foot two or six foot three and uh, in my early thirties. God bless them if they only knew. (laughs) My reactions to my own voice are that I sound rather stuffy, and rather pompous if it would somebody else have listened to I say well that fellow was full of himself and in actual fact I'm not really <laughs> there you are it takes all kinds but I'll tell you one uh, funny instant I haven't seen this man around for a long time now but uh, one very hot Saturday afternoon uh, it was really hot, and I threw off my jacket up in a room they called the study, the most untidy room in the world. And when I got out to Sheridan I realised I'd left my wallet in my, uh, my and I hadn't my identification thing, you see. And there was a new security man on the checkpoint, and obviously an ex policeman, you know, a fine lump of a man. Grand looking fellow. And uh, I put up and I asked him where I was going, but I said, Look, uh, I'm very sorry, I left my jacket at home and everything in it, uh, including my identification card. And I said, I'm I'm Leo Maguire, I'm the competitor of the Walton program. Well, he said, No, I'll tell you one thing. Nobody could fake that voice of yours. Go on in.
1: I've been north and I've been south and I've been east and west. I've been just a rolling stone. Yet there's one place on this earth I've always liked the best. Just a little town I call my own.
0: Ah. Uh. I wrote that again with the gun to my head. It was the very first hostel, That's a long time ago now. And Noel was asked by uh, Radio Warden to record a programme and of course they wanted new material. And Noel came to Martin Walton and Martin Walton came to me and said, would you write a few things for Noel? And I don't know what put it into my head except that Noel and I were born on the fringes of the liberties, you know. And I was very honest about the whole thing. I mean, I meant every word I wrote. That when I was in my early 20s, Grafton Street was Wonderland. I mean, it really was. There, you know, it was somewhere that, when you got rough a glow when you went rough there rough and rough. went into Beauleys or Roberts and now had a cup of coffee and met your friends, you know. And uh, I meant every word I wrote. And uh, I was fortunate enough to hit on a little tune that caught off, and and you know. And I think... I wrote the whole thing in a little over an hour, <laughs> you know, and uh, no Noel was delighted, and of course, uh, a I played it last Saturday, and uh, right. my wife and I were listening the to the programme, and I said, you know, there are diamonds in the eyes. Noel was the ideal man for that job, and she said, I agree with you. you
1: <laughs>
0: I said, it's only struck me now that... He had something of the quality of uh, Maurice Chevalier. You know, not a great voice, but every word crystal clear. It was uh, parlando more than singing, you know. But he had that quality that Maurice Chevalier had. You know, the, every little breeze seems to whisper the You know, just barely breathing it. And every syllable coming up.
1: There are diamonds in the lady's eyes and gold dust in her hair. And if you don't believe me, come and meet me there in Dublin on a sunny summer morning.
0: Noel, of course, is a man of infinite humour. And uh, I wrote the song, as you know, in a hurry. And uh, Walton's then had a place in Camden Street... I met Noel, and I played it over and sang it for him, and he said, Lovely song, beautiful. Now, I'll ask you one thing. One little thing. I said, what's that, Noel? Put it in a drunken man's key. <laughs> Noel is irrepressible. He did a beautiful job.
1: For Dublin can be heaven, with coffee at eleven and a stroll in Stephen's green. No need to hurry, no need to worry, you're a king and the lady's a queen. Rafton Street's a wonderland, there's magic in the air. There are diamonds in the lady's eyes and gold dust in her hair. And if you don't believe me, Come and meet me there in Dublin On a sunny summer morning I loved it as a tune and uh, the words are dear to me but uh, he wrote some very clever stuff too apart from the Dublin soundtrack because he wrote, um, he, 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 was, he is a great poet I nearly said, I said, was great poet. Man, i still alive and kicking. But um, wrote a beautiful little thing called Pretty Polly. And it was a, 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 a story of, of an old Jarvie with a horse. The, the, the old mare the, the is getting bet, you know. The horse is getting better. And we used to have the, the, the old hackney car. Going to the races and to a not wet funeral but uh, it was the the story between the old man that owned the mayor and the um, the, the association between the two of us the man who used to go up to feed, him, feed her at night time and then I'd have a chat with her, poor old Polly, you know we'll fix you for the night you're as shaky as your master. God, what the holy fruit? Let me bed you down the lana and I'll leave you to your rest. For God's pay you to me, Polly. Sure, I always, I always loved you best. and nearly made a hymns of that, you know. But there, that goes that way. And um, it was all through, uh, you know, all through uh, little... Uh, sentiment between this old man and... But Leo was very good at that sort of stuff. He he wrote another thing. I don't know whether he wrote especially for me or not, but while he was at it and wrote the song to and, and and Polly, he also wrote The Man My Mother Married. That was another thing. And he put a bit of background music to it. And they made a record of it, you know. He's very, very clever. He's a very, very good musician. fact, he? He's bl- bloody brilliant. Oh, you're brilliant, man. Oh, he's written all sorts of things. And as good, uh, and a, and a, and good at the Gaelic, as the best of them. When I came to, the, when it came to uh, Gaelic, he wasn't behind the door. Of course, he was a brilliant man. He uh, he, w- he was a civil servant, and, and way up in the sodality at that. You know, he was a must have been a right one. But uh, he, he was a musician in his heart, and I think he had more music than uh, Two and Two was Four and all that guy. But uh, he was... A, he was a, I love him. That's
0: to put it bluntly. I love him. Still do. Uh, well, I was born in the Liberties in a very warm community um, in Watling Street. That's just on the edge of the Liberties, uh, which was then a thriving but rather failing community. Uh, It was based, their prosperity was based very largely on the leather trade, which had come down, of course, in the Vikings in that neighborhood. And uh, the Germans had brought in quicker methods of tanning. The leather wasn't as good, but it was cheap. And that's trade all over the world. And uh, the trade gradually declined, but there was still a prosperous angle to it. There were two breweries, one at the top of the street, the Anchor Brewery, and of course Guinness's. Very large brewery, a distillery, Rose Distillery. And there was always plenty of employment. As I say, it was a warm community. The house I was born in has disappeared. Gone. Uh, But uh, I am Dublin, of the Dubliners, you know, and uh, I love Dublin. And of course nobody had very much money, but we were very happy. And then uh, when I was possibly Coming to 10 years of age, I was transferred from a very nice kindergarten school, uh, which cost nothing, it was a national school, uh, to the Irish Christian Brothers in Jabal Street. And God knows they hadn't much money to spare. But they always employed the best obtainable choral teacher. I mean, we had uh, several, you know, over the years, all first class men who gave us a real feeling for singing. I'm afraid in an awful lot of schools today, you don't get that. Now where they found the money, I don't know. They had no government grant. They existed on whatever small sum our parents could pay. And I'm afraid very often they were near starvation. They did give us that. I can never thank them enough. Uh, then subsequently of course when my voice broke I was lucky enough to become a pupil of Dr Vincent O'Brien the man who taught John McCormack you know and uh, he was the man who persuaded me to go into opera at a fortnight's notice to take a part that somebody had dropped out of and a very important part indeed (laughs) Colina in La Boheme and uh, from that, I spent quite a number of years uh, singing in opera with the old Dublin Operatic Society, both here and in Cork and all over the place. You know, and, and totally enjoyed it. He
1: wrote a sh- he wrote a song for for, for uh, old Joe Lynch. You know Joe. You heard him before, Joe. You know that. Oh, very funny fella <laughs> and a very talented man. Very talented, still is. Very talented, could do anything. Play the tin whistle, sing, dance, or recite grand voice, grand speaking voice. Uh, Leo wrote a song for him called "The Gypsy," the whistling gypsy, not the gypsy rover, the whistling gypsy, and it was a, it was a nice tune. And, you know, it was like an old English magical sort of thing, you know. A gypsy rover came over the hill, down through the valley so shady. He whistled and sang till the green woods rang, and he won the heart of a lady.
2: The gypsy rover came over the hill, down through the valley so shady. He whistled and sang till the green woods rang, and he won the heart of a lady. Ardy-doo, ardy-doo, da day, ardy-doo, ardy day And sang till the green woods rang And he won the heart of a lady She left her father's castle gate She left her fair young lover She left her servants and her state To follow the gypsy road Father saddled up his fastest speed He ranged the valleys all over He sought his daughter at great speed And the whistling gypsy rover Adi-do, adi-do, da-day Adi-do, day and sang till the greenwoods rang and he won the heart of a lady Her father came to a mansion fine down by the river lady and there was music and there was wine for the gypsy and his lady He's no gypsy, my father dear, but lord of these lands all over. I'm going to stay till my dying day with my whistling gypsy rover. over di do ah do da de ah di do ah di de. Whistled and sang till the green woods rang And he won the heart of a lady
0: Well, you see, it wasn't my first venture into um, sponsored radio. During and after the war, that's the last war, um, the hospital trusts, hospital sweepstakes, they... Uh, ran a nightly uh, hours program discs and
3: uh,
0: at least one live program during the week and uh, I compared that alternate nights with the Jimmy Henry God rest him and uh, that gave me some kind of idea what it was all about and of course then Martin Walton who Always has been a tremendous enthusiast for both Irish and Anglo-Irish ballads, uh, particularly Moore's melodies. Martin is an absolute repository of knowledge on Moore and his writings, and uh, he got this idea
4: of a sponsored program. You know, in nineteen fifty when we or fifty-one when we started a sponsored program there was not a Irish song recorded. They'd all been taken off the list. Nobody cared about them. And the memory of men like Kevin Barry, Pierce, and all that was very much forgotten, certainly as far as the musical circles were concerned anyway. And it was my ambition to uh, start a sponsor program and of course the finance and all of that was uh, financing a sponsor program and everything connected with it was a very difficult position, very difficult task for me and very dicey. So our ambition was to try to encourage the composition of new songs and the revival of old old songs, whether they were in Gaelic or in the uh, English tongue.
0: At the time, this is about 30 years ago, uh, there was a very tense situation in a little town called Bolton-Lass, Um, The sub-post office was run by two very, very nice, quiet ladies called Cook, And a local publican thought he'd like to have the sub-post office and applied for it. At the time, there was an inter-party government, what we now call coalition, and uh, a very decent man from that part of the world, Jim Everett, a Labour TD, was Minister of Post and Telegraphs. And Jim gave the go ahead for this. And obviously, neither he nor anybody else knew that these two quiet ladies carried quite a lot of clout. Uh, they had been undercover agents from Michael Collins. Nobody knew that. In any case, this really led to a hebub. And one night, Martin Walton said to me, look, son, this is a great bit of fun that's going on in Bolton, last. go home and write a song about it, which I did. And uh, I wrote the song that night and early the next morning. Uh, it was printed that day. Uh, well, it was, the printing finished about 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was distributed in the Royal Airden early the next morning. Now, I look hard at the thing, and uh, it was all a joke, you know. Peace to your spirit, Jim Everett. It was a joke, and nothing else. Uh, But in any case, um, oh, I treated it very flippantly. The thing poor Jim uh, resented, oh, by the way, I forgot to say, I wrote it under a pen name. I didn't want Leo McGuire being pilloried or put in the joy. Uh, I wrote it under the uh, name Sylvester Gaffney, the name of a long dead ancestor. And this was broadcast. And the thing that annoyed poor Jim Everett was a vile pun I made in the chorus. The chorus went, there were Bren guns and Sten guns and Quippet tanks galore. The battle rangy." And forth from pub to general store. Between the vintner and the cook, the pot was quite upset, and the minister swore this Irish stew was the worst he ever had. (laughs) Uh, He didn't like that, naturally, (laughs) you see. (laughs) But uh, in any case, there was murder in the Doyle the next week literal murder. And uh, the minister, of course, It was a very mean thing of me, to record the song. But if he could find Sylvester Gaffney, what he wouldn't do to him, you see. (laughs) There was a, a journal in, uh, England then which rather revelled in stories like this, called John Bull. I don't think it's uh, published now; he has gone. But in any case, they sent a reporter over Hotfoot. First, you dashed down to Bolton class, saw what was going on, then back. To the publisher of the song and the record, Martin Walton. And of course, I was in on this, and he wanted to find Sylvester Gaffney. And night after night, I would come in and Martin Walton say, Well, did you find Gaffney? No. Just fallen dead drunk on O'Connell Street and been arrested. And various things of this. And we described uh, Sylvester Gaffney as being a tall, thin, gaunt man of about six foot four in a long black overcoat a slouch hat with a long beard, like Martin Watts <laughs> picture of Martin's face the, and in any case, this fellow went back and wrote the book "The Battle of Bottledass, giving a detailed description of his conversations with Sylvester Gaffney, who didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole thing, it was really delicious, and, uh, well, it just petered out, you know. But Martin Walton swears to this day that it brought down the inter-party government. <laughs> 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 the, laughter, the laughter of the people <laughs> brought down the government.
4: But even from the first programme we put on, we got telegrams from all over the country. People could not believe that anybody would take an interest in Irish songs again. The country had gone mad, nearly as mad as it is today. Not quite, but nearly as mad as it is today.
2: If your heart's sick and lonesome and you want to cry with thought's all as gloomy as a winter sky Just to take my advice and put your best soon on And come to the Cayley down a Derry Barn For it's there you'll find music to your heart's desire A glass of good liquor and a seat beside the road And fire, so come to the Kaley and weep no more Forget all your troubles as you pass the door the way won't be lonesome as we tramp along The long road will shorten with a cheery song You'll be foot light and easy as a skipper farm If you come to the cayley down the dairy barn Tis there you find music to your heart's desire A glass of good liquor and a seat beside a road fire, succumb to the Cayley and weep no more, forget all your troubles as you pass the door to greet you with a smiling face, To dance you till morning with a modest grace They'll be became the fighter and a kushkin long If you come to the Kaley down the dairy barn. For it's there you'll find music to your heart's desire A glass of good liquor and a sea Beside the road fire. So A to the ceilidh And weep no more Forget all your troubles as you pass the door
0: I suppose there's something basic there uh, Should I use the word atavistic? People remembering something they heard Grandfather and grandmother sing when they're very small.
4: And it brings them back.
0: They like to hear it again. I get requests, you know, uh, for things now. Only today I posted off um, a letter to a lady who wrote to me, asking me could I possibly write out the words of two songs. One was a very lovely song, Moor's How Sorrow the Young Day Shade It, and the other was In Irish, Eamon a And she said that she had sung them and knew them when she was very young and she'd love to sing them again. So it gave me the greatest pleasure to write out the words and post them after this morning. You see, I think that's what the Walton programme means. You know, it's, uh, a link with the past. The point is I don't go along with what I'm hearing as a modern presentation of uh, traditional music. They distort rhythms. They've tried to combine uh, Irish traditional melody with country and western. And uh, I object violently to something that was composed by a blind fiddler or harper, somebody possibly sheltering on, under a hedge, to that being taken and distorted. If they wanted to start something, let them write a tune of their own first and then to start that. But don't take a, a song, say, The Cooling, for instance, and pull it around and throw in a 4-4 bar in the middle of a 3-4 movement, as they do. They just prolong notes and destroy what they don't understand. I'm all for tradition, completely frozen, like a mammoth in the ice. It's come down to us, and I want it to stay that way. I mean, a thing is there. It's a precious thing. And keep it. Don't pull it around. Don't pull down a Georgian mansion. Don't finish wrecking a Norman castle. I mean, leave them. They're part of our heritage. That's the way I feel about it. Possibly I'm crackers, but... (laughs) There you are. Unfortunately, um, for a while, when we started, nobody gave two hoots about traditional music. It was corny, it was antiquated, it was something to throw to a dog. But then... After a number of years, other people came along and uh, it was coarsened, very much coarsened. It became uh, overloaded with a very spurious Dublin accent. You know, the kind of, uh, this kind of thing, you know, which rather hurt me because I am Dublin of the Dublin, born in the Liberties. And I never heard that kind of accent when I was young. I mean, it just wasn't there.
2: If your heart is nankered, you will lose it there. Tomorrow, a or Eileen with a not brown hair, you'll be foot sore but happy by the crack of dawn. If you come to the cany down a dairy barn, for it's there you'll find music to your heart's desire A glass of good liquor and a seat beside the Lord And fire, so come to the Cayley, And you'll weep no more Forget all your troubles as you pass the door
0: well, You were asking me about my songs, I've written an awful lot of them And you were asking me if I had a favourite And I suppose a uh, mother loves the weakling <laughs> You know, and there was a little song I wrote for the late Joseph McNally that never really got anywhere. It had a moderate success in America. meant nothing over here. But I rather liked it. Simple little song. And it's so long ago now I've had to write down the words of a verse. I called it By the Light of the Moon and Joseph McNally sang it
3: beautifully. Someday I'll go back to the vale I was born in To walk once again by the waters so clear Or wander at morn through the green springing corn In that one place on earth that I'll always hold dear Each streamlet and hill holds a charm for me still Tis sighing I'll be night and noon until I go back to the Vale of Avoca To walk once again by the light of the moon
0: Now I'm a very old man with a very heavy cold, so that's the best I can do. But uh, I always liked that little song, but as I say, it never got anywhere. And there were some songs that I thought were awful, and they got by. But there you were. You're never the best judge of your own work. (laughs) Oh, yes, if you feel like singing, do sing an Irish song. But there's quite an interesting story. Um, The late John McCann, God rest him, the playwright, who was a great friend of mine, met me one morning, bubbling with excitement. He said, Leo, I have a terrific story to tell you. Um, I came home the other day and I said to the wife, I met Martin Walton this morning, had a great old chat, and... John's young son, I think it was Donald who was the actor. <laughs> Donald, we can. Uh, I believe it was Donald. Uh, said, Dad, you couldn't be to have been talking to Martin Walton. I said, Why couldn't I? Martin Walton is dead. He said, He is not dead. I was talking to him this morning. But he says, Leo Maguire says every Saturday, and Walton's last words were, <laughs> If you feel like singing, <laughs> do sing an Irish song. <laughs> I'm going to miss it very, very badly. Uh, but I have a, a vague hope that maybe the Office of Public Works might take me over as a national monument and preserve me with a stipend, of course. You know, a few bob. <laughs> but uh, kind of a vague hope. But uh, oh, I've enjoyed it all, and times change, and we must change with them. Uh, I'd like to thank all the many, many friends I made, not alone in Ireland, but in Great Britain, and even as far down as the city islands. Um, I was always very pleased indeed to play the requests, and I was quite intrigued by the choices they made. They loved the old songs. I suppose, you know, early connections, thinking back on what they heard as children, But it always gave me a thrill to address a few words to these people, and I want to thank them all. And uh, hope that by some miracle, uh, you'll be hearing my voice now and again in some shape or form. God bless you all, and may I wish you all many, many happy new years.
1: I've been north and I've been south and I've been east and west. I've been just a rolling stone. Yet there's one place on this earth I've always liked the best. Just a little town I call my own.
4: Don't think it would be possible to find a character like Leo McGuire. His Gaelic was perfect. His knowledge of Irish music was perfect. His background from his father being no need to a 1916 man, no need and from, to worry he hadn't like seen you know, them having great memories of the period and his character. You find it very hard to, hard to get anybody like him. I don't think you could time. know Leo Maguire without becoming a friend of his. He's a most sincere man. Hummer good sense of humor. Everything that you'd like about a man you'd find it in the old Maguire.
1: I've been here and I've been there, I've sought the rainbow's end, but no crock of gold I found. Uh, it will be a very, very different place without the Walton program and Leo Maguire. I'm so used to it, and I listen. Whenever I'm free, I listen to, to the Walton program. And to me, it'll be the end of an era. And I'm sorry that we will money. miss them on a Saturday. In the air. There are diamonds in the ladies because, son, mm-hmm. gold dust in it won't be the same without and Leo me, and I the need Walton Program. In Dublin, on a sunny summer morning, mm. for Dublin can be heaven with coffee at 11 and a stroll in Stephen's Green. No need to hurry, no need to worry. You're a king and the lady's a queen. Rafton Street's a wonderland, there's magic in the air. There are diamonds in the lady's eyes and gold dust in her hair. And if you don't believe me, come and meet me there in darkness. On a sunny summer
4: morning